Welcome to Old Town New World here in Millstone Pizza in Old Town Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh, my name is Jason Broadwater. My name is Chris Gervais. And we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of Small Town USA. So today we're going to keep the conversation going about uh, a day Remus. We've got another group of MBA students here with us today to talk about uh, the project we're doing with, with Winthrop and using a day Remus. And again, just a reminder here, a day Remus is the tool that we've developed where you can choose a property and describe what you would do in that property. So it's a crowdsourcing of community development, if you will. It's a way to come up with new, the idea of the new use of old space. And so we're all about this program. We're appreciative that the Winthrop uh, MBA students are participating. And last week, we heard about a group of Winthrop MBA students that are wanting to do a co-work space and what that might mean for uh, Old Town Rock Hill. And this week, we're going to hear from another group. So, guys, I'd like you, if you don't mind, to introduce yourselves. We'll go around the horn here and, and say your name and, and where you're from, and, um, and then we'll hear about your idea. My name is Caitlin Berenger. I'm actually a Rock Hill native, so this project has a special meaning to me because I've been from Rock Hill my whole life. I know what downtown Rock Hill needs because as a 23 year old there's not too too much to do in Rock Hill. Um, you got to get creative sometimes. So. Wade? Uh, I'm Wade Nisley. I'm from Greenville, South Carolina and I've lived there my whole life and I've seen what a downtown looks like from nothing to one of the nicest downtowns in the entire state and probably one of the nicest in the country for what, for the space that they have, so. I agree, my name is Gabe Leventus. I grew up in Easley, South Carolina, a small town, but right outside of Greenville, South Carolina. So I too saw the Greenville downtown transformation over about the course of 20 years. Yeah, it's amazing what happened in Greenville. I mean, it really is. You know, Greenville had a, <clears throat> I've heard, I don't know much about it, but I've heard that there were some serious benefactors and there were some serious corporate headquarters that moved in. And then there was just good stewardship of that money. So you had an influx of this, a lot of money, but they, they stewarded it, 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 it well, you know, <laughs> to decide how to use it and what to invest in and, and art and green space and the recruiting of, of these types of coffee. You know, I was standing in downtown Greenville and there was like, I was looking at these corners around me, there were four coffee shops within two blocks of each other that were independently owned coffee shops and they're all yeah. full of people. It's insane, you know? So, so you guys, though, don't have a coffee shop. Tell us about what you have. Well, one of our groups is a coffee shop, but <coughs> we specifically, we'll call it the taco shop for now. Um, we, we don't have an exact name yet, but uh, I like one, once we find the right one, it, it's, it's going to be good. <laughs> so the thought process is to have very unique food uh, you know it's not really a comparable menu but if you will like a Cabo taco or really fresh food that you would actually pay to come there just to eat the food uh, but more than that um, we want to have an entertainment section as well so we want to have a cool place to watch a sports game or something so a taco mac type atmosphere fused with say a chipotle and a Cabo taco type menu or, or setup food, um, kind of an American-Mexican fusion restaurant. We want to have a really unique menu, something that we want to bring people to Rock Hill instead of people leaving to go to Charlotte or a bigger city to eat dinner. Uh, we asked a lot of people 
along the process of this, when you go out to eat somewhere nice for, let's say, an anniversary or birthday, do you stay in Rock Hill? And a lot of people said they went to Charlotte or Fort Mill. They left Rock Hill for dining options. So we wanted to bring a dining option that attracted a big group of, you know, an, an age variety, young people, Winthrop students, or older people that want to have a nice meal without breaking the bank or having to go to Charlotte. Yeah. <clears throat> the, you guys are talking about putting a, a taco-related restaurant, the way you've described it, into downtown Rock Hill, into Old Town. Old Town, again, has got Winthrop University, the old textile corridor, and the downtown proper. So much opportunity. And I can see what you're saying. You know, Rock Hill, you grew up in Rock Hill, as you said. You know, Rock Hill is right outside of Charlotte. We've got 65,000 people in the city limits of Rock Hill. Charlotte's a big city. And traditionally, you've had the, all the chains. Olive Garden is so crowded, you can't get into it, you know. Um, yeah, an hour even. You know, Outback, you can't get into it. And yet then, you know, some type of boutique restaurant, either they don't come here or they don't open or they, they, they struggle. So how do we... How do we change the paradigm? I mean, is there a different flavor? Is there different desires of the consumer that they want more, something more than Olive Garden? Or talk to me about that. I, I just think it's really important that there's a restaurant here that's not a chain restaurant because there's there's not very many options. And if there are those options, people don't know about them. And I think people <clears throat> want it. I think, first of all, people are very comfortable with going to a Chili's or you know, an Outback, they know it's on the menu, they know that everyone's going to be able to get something there that they like and it's not too formal or fancy. We want to create an atmosphere that's laid back, super casual, but offers good food as well as entertainment. Yeah, some unique palate type food that you might find, you know, there's a big um, food truck craze right now. So something unique like that, uh, we'll, we'll throw like an idea out there like a, a fried chicken taco. Something to make you raise your eyebrow, like what is that? You know, so some really fresh ideas with a fresh way to go about the menu and how to deliver the food. But at the same time, maybe you don't even come down there for the food. Maybe you're not hungry. You came down there for karaoke, karaoke night. Yeah, you know, you, you know, drink special. I am absolutely. Saturday night. Make sure face in front of you so Jason can dance along with your singing. Dance is I'll dance the karaoke, by the way. It's weird. In our initial interviews, I met with Brendan, you know, owner of Michaels Millstone, and I was asking him. You know, as far as opening a restaurant, what does it take to make it successful? Because obviously in Rock Hill, we've seen a lot of failed restaurants, but we've seen a lot of local ones that have made it. Michael's Rock Hill Grill, Millstone, McHale's, I'm, you can write them off, but he said a restaurant needs a culture. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It doesn't need to be somewhere where you just, like I said, eat and leave. It needs to be somewhere, he mentioned down to the sugar packets. It needs to have some sort of some sort of culture and vibe, the music, uh, even your servers and their atmospheres. And we want it to be somewhere. No one. I don't want it to be stuffy or where people feel uncomfortable. Come, hang out, get a fishbowl drink. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you look at this place. I mean, when I was a kid in Rock Hill, Pizza Hut was where you went to eat pizza, and you had a sit-down Miss Pac-Man that you could play, that, yes. and a sit-down right. centipede, and that's all you needed. I you think know, that's all you need. That is, yeah, that is all you need. That's true. So we should just stop this. We should just get a centipede. We'll be fine. <laughs> centipede but, um, but Millstone is 
completely radically different from that. You know, the, the like you're saying, it's, it's pizzas that raise your eyebrows. It's, it's a different way to do it. They care about what they're doing in town. I know Pizza Hut does too, and that's fine, but the brick oven and, and all that, it's just, it's a culture. It's a, something interesting. It's really creative food. It's an environment. So that's what you're talking about doing. Them a unique experience, and you you pay for the quality and the experience as much as you know. You you go to a fast food restaurant or a chain restaurant. There's no doubt in your mind what you're getting. You probably already know before you get there what you're going to order and how much it's going to cost. And it might even be price related while you're going there. Uh, we're going to keep the prices moderate for sure, so a range of people can have a good time. But we want it to be that atmosphere and that culture, and the re whole reason you came down there. You know, and you'll have many different reasons to come down there. I think it's it's funny, you know, it's, it's not necessarily that chain uh, business or restaurant is a dirty word. It's just about the predilection of if, if it's a locally owned business or something, you know, it, there's that. It's a lot of chains do exist and obviously they're purely to make money. And, you know, it's, it's just more likely that, that a, a personally owned business is going to be is going to be a creative in, endeavor. And someone's going to because it's a cumulative thing. It's about good food. And it's also about, like you said, like the culture, you know, and just the energy of the place and it's just more likely that's going to come out of a local business but you know if you look at all the more exciting younger chains out there they're the product of successful small businesses that have that are that are sort of charged to recreate the definition of, what it, of a dining experience or a place to hang out or whatever that then grows and gets bigger and, and, and turns into a chain, you know? Because the truth is most chains out like Outback and stuff like that, there was a time when having a restaurant that had a theme at all, be it Australia or whatever, was really cool and hip, you know? Yeah. Been a long time. But there was a time when that was a new interesting thing and then that becomes a chain. And it's just, a, it's sort of a transitional time period now where we're redefining where you want to go eat, you know? Well, let me ask you that. Let me put this question to, to the group then. That brings me to a question of why is this bigger? Why is this bigger than um, the success of a restaurant? Because you know we're not just doing this so that you guys can open a restaurant. I mean, if you do, good for you. But why is it important to the community? How's it connected to the change of this community? Well, really, uh, breaking off of what he was saying earlier, it goes along with. Uh, Oh, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. It's all about it's all about innovation. I mean, Rock Hill needs innovation. We've got the old old town. We need the new new town. And you know, the taco shop, besides being a restaurant and a dining option, we want it to be a trademark in Rock Hill. I mean, what do you want to do on a Friday or Saturday night? Let's go to the station or whatever we're gonna call it, the taco shop, and let's go hang out there. It needs to be. It's all about innovation, making Rock Hill what it needs to be to be young and new in the future, not just let's move out of Rock Hill when we graduate. Let's get out of Rock Hill. That is absolutely, to me, the most important thing. You know, I'm in a lot of economic development related uh, uh, organizations and committees and this, that, and the other, and they all do good work. But the older paradigm is let's recruit the company because they'll bring jobs here and then and then the population will be employed. We're traditionally a blue collar city and that's fine and that's good, but if we want the population of people that will be the workforce of the future, the clean, high paid, good density workforce of the future, technology related, all this, those folks, thank you, those folks are, we want to recruit them and when I say them, I mean y'all. Like if y'all graduate with an MBA from Winthrop, and decide that 
whatever you're gonna do, because you're gonna do something amazing, you know, if you wanna do it here, because you've bought into the process of making this place amazing, you know, that you've been connected to what's going on and you see this vision, there's something really compelling about ground floor. Like, you could take this idea to Greenville and you could try to find a space and pay a lot of money and compete with the other guy who's also doing something very similar kind of thing, or you could be the people who make it happen here. I mean, there is so much opportunity. It's just people that have creative minds with innovation that are going to make it happen. And it's a, it's a groundswell, like you said. You know, why not take advantage of the resources that are already here? Don't try to recreate the wheel. To your point, we already have Winthrop University. It's nationally accredited for the education program and all these fresh minds that, you know, straight out of college, you're looking to change the world, right? So change the world right here. Start here. Uh, with the amount of opportunity like Caleb was talking about. And the only room that Winthrop has to grow is outward into this part of town. There's no more room left for Winthrop to grow unless they're coming this way. They can go up. They can go yeah, up. Yeah, they can go up or which, down. Yeah, or down, which that might be pretty cool, but it's coming this way. I mean, where the, all, all the old batteries used to be. And this is where, I mean, set up here. Let's build some walking trails. Yeah, and absolutely. let's build, you know, a park somewhere where college kids can go throw a frisbee. And once they're done, come to the taco shop right. and get some food. Exactly. Have a exactly. drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's on a question of can, you know, Winthrop students ever stop driving to Charlotte to hang out? I mean, I think that's an inevitability. Just like it's an inevitability that all small old towns, I mean, they're changing. They, things are changing, it's happening. So it's really about how, what's the best direction for things to go? What's the best way to do this? Because it, it is going to happen. I think it's illogical to think that it isn't going to. Things are looking up, but yeah, it's about what are the best ideas and around. it's gonna be long lasting. Exactly, like, have yeah. A, a strong foundation to make a future for a company. And I would love for our idea to be a trademark to Rock Hill one day. I mean, like, you know, I would love for our idea to be a Friday night plan of a few families. Yeah. Every yeah. night, you know, four or five families get together and come to the taco shop and eat and dine. And we plan to have really cool drink specials and fishbowl drinks, the crazy straws. Come there, you know, don't, don't go to Charlotte. Yeah, I think it's, it's very important that a lot of the places that we get in downtown Rock Hill, they're a destination. They're, they're not somewhere where you just get in and get out just because you want to go eat somewhere and get, just get out of there. But you need a destination place that people are going to end their night at or have a business meeting or something like that. And that, that was a big thought, part of the thought process for us is not just us, but the existing businesses, the McHales, the Millstones, the Vaults of the world. How do we get people to come downtown and stay downtown, create an atmosphere? You know, some of it we've talked about as well, like green space or a hotel, you know, all these different things. Uh, going back to your original question, how to make it bigger than just our restaurant succeeding. It's, it's all about the city of Rock Hill, but drill down further, it's about the downtown or the Old Town East project. And for us, it's about Winthrop as well, because we have a connection to Winthrop. We want to combine all of that into one successful venture. Make it a one stop, like one stop, come downtown, get everything you need. And that's what I think we're working towards. Obviously, it just takes time. Yeah, you know, I love that every, everybody I talk to that's in the frame of mind of investing in kind of downtown revitalization, no matter what city it is, and this whole kind of new urbanism thing, there's always this larger social component 
that I love. It's, it's, it's an all ships rise type of mentality. You know, you don't see this cutthroat competitiveness. You, you see more of a, um, oh, that's a great idea, man. Good idea. I hope you open your restaurant too, you know? Because yeah. we're all gonna, it's gonna bring more people and it's gonna be better for everybody. I mean, that's like you mentioned Brendan. You know, he, he opened, Mil he had, Mikhail's he opened Millstone. All the kind of old schoolers were like, oh, wow, he's gonna cannibalize his own business. He's like, no, that's not the way it works. Yeah. Exactly what I, when you said that I wanted to mention, I asked Brendan what was the one thing as a business owner in downtown Rock Hill, I guess a double business owner, what is the one thing that downtown Rock Hill needs? And he said foot traffic, like yeah. bottom line foot traffic. Yeah. You're not going to get business unless there, there are people here right. doing yeah. things, whether it's work, whether it's social, but that's bottom line what what you need how smart of him to open another restaurant to create more food traffic yeah <laughs> you know i was asked one time I, I, more than once in different ways but this specific question <clears throat> excuse me was um how in a pizza place and it wasn't about millstone at all it was, this is a different community the question was it was it was almost a sarcastic question because you know if we're good economic developers who are fiscally responsive we would be talking about nothing about jobs nothing except talking about jobs and they said, well, how can, job, how can a pizza place create jobs? I mean, they're going to have, you know, 13 employees. How does a pizza place create jobs? And, and I, at the moment that I was asked that question, I didn't have a real good snazzy response. But I just left there thinking, like, we're so, you so don't understand where I'm coming from. I'm so disconnected from you who asked that question. I don't even know how to answer it. And the answer I've come around to understanding is that a pizza place doesn't create jobs. A pizza place creates that lingering connectivity that you're talking about, the foot traffic, the staying longer. You know, I've seen some cities have moved away from measuring how much they're increasing the total number of foot traffic, and they're measuring how much they're increasing the time that people spend in their downtown. Because if you come and spend the entire day, then you're shopping, you're interacting, you eat lunch, you eat dinner, you go to a a little show of some kind and you're engaging it could be a small amount of people total but you have this high level of engagement and so I didn't know how to answer it then but it's about engagement it's about social engagement you yeah, know? Like downtown Greenville. Yeah. I mean there's there's people that go there just to walk around yeah and get on the trolley so, or the, the over the horse buggy carriage yeah. thing that's so cool and the fountain. They, they go walk around and so then they so. see places that they want to go to that are it's closed at night but they want to go to the next day or something like that and i mean hell they, they even have like an olive oil store yeah. and that that stays in business paying a ton of rent <laughs> yeah. on main street and and people go there and just spend a lot of money on olive oil because it's 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 hip. And my wife and I go there and spend the day and spend the night in the hotel and eat a nice restaurant, wake up and come home. At the olive oil store? We at the olive oil store. They have hotels, olive oil themed. Everything's popping. They have a whole big olive have oil a Brutus, weekend. A Brutus store next door. I mean, and all it takes is once. You go down there once. And it's in your head. It's in yeah, your mind. Exactly. And that's that's our train of thought. For at first, we're going to use the old station location. Okay. Um, let me let me let me say this. Okay. So this is perfect. No, no, this is perfect. So the station location is, which that rhymes. I don't know if you're aware of that. I don't know if you're good at looking. Yeah, I think you're rapping now. I'm sorry if I'm rapping, you guys. Freestyle rap. I always tend to rap towards the end of podcasts. <laughs> but um, the, the station is just outside of downtown. Well, why? It because of distance? No because of infrastructure. If you walk that way, the same distance, 
you feel like you're downtown because you, you experience a downtown infrastructure the whole way. Buildings attached to buildings, um, good quality infrastructure. If you walk towards the station, same distance as City Hall, but opposite direction. You have to, you, it no longer are buildings attached to buildings, you have to cross over the railroad tracks. Yet the station is an amazing building. Tell us about the building itself of the station. So the building itself used to be an old filling station. I, is that what it was? Or a gas station? Golf station a long time ago in Rock Hill. Still the exact same building. They just kind of added on some windows and stuff inside. Yeah, it was literally built in 1929. Wow. A long time ago. Obviously it's been renovated since then. I think there's been three prior businesses and it's currently, you know, vacant, uh, up for sale. Uh, but the, even the, the, the small details, the Spanish tile roof is orange, you know, which kind of goes along with our theme and our fun atmosphere. Yeah. It's got a great it's patio location. Period. The building has character. You ride by it, you're like, what is that? And it's already an eye catcher. It has everything we need. It has a kitchen, a full bar, over 100 plus uh, seating area. Um, it's, it's definitely on the way to Rock Hill, but the cool thing is it's on the way from Winthrop to Rock Hill as well. So plenty of traffic there. So it used to be a restaurant, the Gulf Station, that is no longer. Um, it's already got a kitchen in there, so it's literally perfect for what we want to do. So, this is my spiel about the role of government. The government doesn't, in my opinion, this is my opinion, government doesn't need to pretend to be the private sector and try to fool anybody that they're creating jobs. Instead, the government needs to focus on infrastructure to help the private sector be successful. So the station's a perfect example. We've got like three or four different buildings over there by the station. We looked at that 136 building, which is awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it is so cool. Oh, we do, yeah, it's currently a residence. Yeah, it's so cool. I know, yeah, it's for sale. I know that for sure. But um, so anyway, all those buildings could be successful, except there's an infrastructure gap. So all the government has to do is provide infrastructure for, for purposes of safety and transportation, which are basic core governmental infrastructure needs. You know, to get over the railroad tracks, to walk down that road, appropriate lighting, you know, and then, and then things like uh, some green incorporated in it, you know, to make a positive environment, and then let the private sector do the rest. It's just the private sector can't take advantage of those five buildings because of the infrastructure gap. Yeah. Take, you know, so creating a program of some kind, they just fill in the infrastructure and the private sector takes over from there. Part of our project is doing an icing on the cake, which is at the very end of our project, we have an icing on the cake project to make walking trails around that area and where the old railroad track runs from behind Courtyard and Winthrop all the way to downtown Rock Hill, we want to build a walking trail for students with lighted pathways and emergency telephone poles. So if they want to come to McHale's downtown at 2 o'clock, they don't have to call a cab. They can walk home and not feel, you know, yeah. you know unsafe at all. Yeah, that's important. That, that is, I mean, that is sort of the, the, the bedrock of, of all that stuff is an environment that just feels safe and Absolutely. positive. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm a female. I'm 23 years old. You're a female? I'm a female, 23 years old. I know it's hard to believe. My curled hair and my bracelets don't yeah, give it away right. at all. I am about as feminine as they come. Wait, the, and I don't want to walk yeah. home yeah. at 2 a.m. from McHale's right, all yeah. the way to my home. I mean, I live right near campus, but it's 
kind of sketchy right there near the railroad tracks. <laughs> I'm not going to be packing heat on the way home from Mikhail's on a Saturday night. <laughs> yes, sir. We could give out machine guns. The government could buy machine guns for all of the young females. Should, yeah. I got my Smith & Wesson. I'll just start carrying that with me. We can bring the NRA into Winthrop to, you know, come Problem up with some solved. solutions. No, but safety, positivity. It's yeah. fun. That's a good word. A positive environment, which includes safety, interesting, interesting cultural aspects. Yeah, just aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, exactly. Put some green yeah. out there, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With that, uh, that walking trail that goes to downtown, like Rock Hill's done a great job with with niche sports here, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. There's a lot of runners and there's a lot of bikers that live in this community. And with that trail that goes downtown, a lot of them would run downtown or bike downtown. It, it would be perfect. You could make the trail even have, you know, somewhat kind of lanes, so to yeah. speak, so that there's a bike kind of thing, there's a walk you can run, you know, that's a great idea. That's the thought process. Have a wide enough trail for the walkers, for the runners, for the bikers, whoever, even people who want to walk their dogs, you know, have, have, doggy, have balls, doggy stations, water bowls. water bowls, you know, because that's just more traffic for downtown than maybe on a Saturday you walk downtown, you eat, you could shop, hopefully, if there's some boutiques open, the whole thought process is to create that atmosphere of things to do in the downtown area. We're focusing on the taco shop as part of our contribution, but there's many things from walking trails to green space to the hotels, all these things, the theaters, uh, some of the other group projects that we're working on will all bring more people and more things to do downtown so you stick around and it's not a one-stop shop like they were saying. This is what I was talking about earlier. I love the idea that here y'all are focusing on opening a taco restaurant and it's about creating a culture not just with your restaurant having its own culture y'all are invested in creating this city's culture and the fact that you're putting your energy into doing a restaurant is just kind of it's kind of like you know the whole concept of think lo- uh, think globally act locally like you know if we bring this down to like you're changing rock hill by focusing on your taco restaurant it is i mean the community ultimately is going to be the indicator of our success. And if they have more incentive to come downtown and to, to come to us, then we're going to do better. <laughs> and see, that's the perfect alignment of when you can align um, you know, capitalistic incentive with uh, community benefit. Satisfying multiple stakeholders at once. Amazing. <laughs> it's amazing what you can achieve because If you're going to be more profitable by better serving people and making the community happy, everybody wins. It's like Tom's the shoe thing. You know, the the fact that he can, that they can make, give shoes to, to, yeah, isn't that the the shoe? Yeah, Tom's shoe company. I didn't even, I thought it was like some kind of like lingo, like it's like Tom's shoe shoe, Fanny's your aunt. It's like that. (laughs) No, this is an old, my grandfather told me this expression. No, you know, the fact that you're able to help children have shoes who need them and, and that, that, you know, I want, I want that company to be more successful. I want yeah. to buy shoes from them yeah. because I get the shoes I want, they win, and, the, and then I'm, I'm helping the world. So it's a win-win-win exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, there's nothing, I, like, it's, it's a despicable part of modern life that you have, not to slander Walmart, but you have, I know so many people that, that, no, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna say, I know so many people that hate Walmart and spend all their money there. And then that's, like, that's a horrible system, you know, of these, I think a lot of people 
you know, they patronize different businesses that they don't like. And they're like, you know, oh, you're trying to take my money. And it's like, that's a miserable, it's a miserable way to live. It's a miserable way to make money. And, and that's because there's a lack of, of culture because the focus is in the wrong place. That's where the demise of downtown started. So, yeah. I mean, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I just did a case study on that and it ate up small town merchants. There was, in it. We got two Rock. We've got two WalMarts in Rock Hill. No, I, I know. Mean. And everybody hates Walmart. I mean, like I'm, I'm like I said, I'm sorry, Walmart. God bless it's Sam Walmart. I shop at Target. Yeah. What's the concept? Like you said, the focus is in the wrong place. It's all about the cheapest price instead of the quality of the atmosphere or the quality of the product that you're buying or whatnot. So we're we're gonna definitely rely on a small town Rock Hill community to to recognize the quality of the product we're putting out there the different things to do and uh, the ideas behind it, but it's not just about the restaurant. It's about revitalizing downtown, adding more traffic to downtown. You, know, you make a great point that it's about quality because it is, because where a lot of people make the mistake when they combat big corporations and try to go local, they make, they I think they do it the wrong way by trying to create a social responsibility for people instead of adding a, instead of offering a better, I mean, you can't get away from capitalism. If you offer a less quality thing for more money you can't rely on social responsibility yeah, right. for people to come support it like that's why Walmart's successful I mean you, you have to offer something that's of higher quality like y'all are talking about the experience that y'all are gonna offer makes it where it's a totally and the quality of the food it makes it where it's not Taco Bell you know what I mean yeah that's hey, why. Well, we don't feel <laughs> like. Saturday, I love but, to, but to that point, we don't feel like there. We have we have a niche in our ideas. What we feel because there's not a direct competitor. We're not competing with a, a typical southeastern Mexican restaurant. We're not competing with a fast food um, Taco Bell or a Del Taco, which exists in town already. We're we're gonna offer fresh items and more funky items, you know, like a Philly cheesesteak taco. And how do you want it wrapped? Do you want it wrapped? Do you want it in a bowl? Do you want it in a taco? Or a pulled pork taco. fried taco, pulled pork. Veggie That's the point to what you said. You know, we're you're definitely going to pay for what you get. You're going to get fresh food. You're going to get a really fun culture to be around. And you're going to get a unique setting that's historical and means something to Rock Hill. So we are going to rely on the community to enjoy that and have a nice, fresh, new option that doesn't currently exist. Because anything that you want to get that we serve, you're going to have to drive 30 minutes to Charlotte to get it. Exactly. Right, yeah. And you know, let me say before I, I, I you know, kind of wrap us up here, but let me say that one thing that I think we, we want to embrace is that it's a benefit to a town like Rock Hill to have Charlotte nearby. Where we failed in the past is that we think that it, it makes Rock Hill not be able to offer value because we have this competitor shot. Instead, one of the great things about living in Rock Hill is that you have access to a big city, but you don't have to live in one. You know, it's, that's fantastic. So if we have a wonderful culture here and we have access to that city, I mean, that's like the best of all worlds. So, so let me say this. I, I really appreciate you guys being on the podcast today. I think that your idea is wonderful. I, I'm actually hungry now, so I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to drive to Charlotte. Yeah, and, have to drive to yeah Charlotte. now we have to drive to Charlotte. Dang it! <laughs> um, and I love that your idea is a microcosm of of what Rock Hill will become, of, of Old Town Rock Hill, which is a microcosm of what's happening across the entire country with localization 
you know, the revitalizing, the, the rebirth of, of urban districts, the core urban districts that were the center of our towns when these towns were born. You know, it's amazing that the new world of technology has led us back to the old world of local community. I mean, that's yeah. what Old Town New World is all about. And, and we appreciate you being on the podcast, and we wish you the best of luck for your project, and um, I, I can't wait to have a talk. Yeah, November 22nd is when our conference will be. So y'all, it's not even a conference. It's not a conference. We're not going to call it a conference. Unconference. It's an unconference conference. Old Town, New World, unconference. Um, and, and alcohol. And alcohol, yeah. We're going to have fun music. Maybe some salsa, homemade salsa. Some Caitlin homemade specialties there. We're, we're working on that. So y'all come out and see it, y'all. Um, <laughs> Tell us where. It'll be good. It's at the DiGiorgio, con- uh, what is it, ballroom? The Richardson Ballroom at the DiGiorgio Center. Uh, Three to five, November 22nd. Oh, he knows more than me. <laughs> November 22nd. Enjoy the music, so yeah. it'll be good. It will be great. Thank you, Thank guys. Thank you, Dave. Yeah.